Hello, my friends, and welcome to The Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for September 19th is Ezra chapters 4 through 6 and Psalm 137. In chapter 4, we see the opposition growing against the people of God who are carrying out the mission of God that was initially begun under King Cyrus of Persia. When the enemies of Judah and Benjamin heard that the returned exiles were building a temple to Yahweh, the God of Israel, they approached Zerubbabel and the family heads and said to them, let us build with you for we also worship your God. And wisely the Jews said, no, you can have no part of this. You are not part of us. They recognized that this was an attempt by the enemy to infiltrate and sabotage their work. We have to be careful who we enter into an alliance with, friends. We don't understand much of the time if we are short-sighted, if we are tired, if we are upset and feeling the pain, if our mind and hearts are not in the right place and somebody offers us a helping hand, we might be very quick to accept it, but we will later regret it if that helping hand was not actually given in good faith. So we can learn from the example of the, the people of the tribe of Judah and Benjamin that the same way that they rejected the help of their enemy because they had discernment, because they could see the fruit of the other people's actions, they were able to tell that their motives were not pure. When Jesus spoke to his disciples and said to be gentle as doves and as sly as snakes, the people of God would do well to heed that advice. In verse 3, the Jews respond, you may have no part of this. This is our job. This is what God called us to do. When God gives us a job to do, it's not ours to delegate that without permission from him. The opposition had no real success in slowing the work, though, until a new king came on the scene. When Ahasuerus became king in verse 8, the people who were already in the land wrote an accusation. They said, these people are rebuilding this temple. It's going to be nothing but trouble for your kingdom. Once they get these walls built, they're going to stop paying taxes. They're going to rebel against you. It's going to hurt the kingdom. And we are showing you honor by warning you of this. And then we see Artaxerxes' reply in verse 17. As soon as the text of King Artaxerxes' letter was read, they immediately went to the Jews in Jerusalem and forcibly stopped them. Friends, a lot of times when God gives us a green light to proceed with work that we so long to do, that we see that needs to be done, we're going to meet with opposition. When the opposition comes, sometimes it will seem as though the opposition has won because the work will have to come to rest for a season. This is why it's important for us to keep in mind a proper perspective. In James 
chapter 1 verses 2 through 4 it says count it all joy my brothers when you meet trials of various kinds for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete lacking in nothing to be steadfast is to be steady it's to remain diligent regardless of what the circumstances appear regardless of how we feel regardless of what it looks like from the outside we remain steady we hold to the promise of god and when things are not going our way we take a moment to reflect and to thank him for allowing us to have some exercise of our faith so that we can make it stronger we do not get stronger by sitting in the easy chair when life is easy and everything is going well we do not get stronger it is through struggle it is through perseverance when we don't feel like it that we grow in our character when we face struggles of various kinds or diverse kinds we have to thank god for them we have to check our response listen to the words that are coming out of our mouths it's so important that we're speaking life when your life is not going the way you'd like it to when things are not happening the way you think they should when your circumstances do not seem to line up with God's promises what are the words that are coming out of your mouth friends we need to be sure that this faith and election that we have is from God and the only way that we can be sure is when the trouble arises what is the result it's easy to be happy and filled with joy and have a smile on your face when everything is roses but when your world comes crashing down and the promise of god that you've been longing for seems to be being revoked are you still able to smile and praise him count it all joy my brothers and sisters in chapter 5 we see that the construction of god's house in jerusalem had stopped and remained at a standstill until the second year of the reign of king darius of persia by some accounts that's 17 to 20 years of the work of god having been stopped and i'm sure that the people who began that work after 17 years must have felt like it was never going to resume but when the prophets haggai and zechariah prophesied to the jews who were in judah and jerusalem they began to rebuild god's house in jerusalem once again and the prophets of god were with them helping them there was a small minority who was willing to listen to the voice of god and they remained faithful to the mission most people had given up how many of us would after 17 years get back to the original calling that was given to us it may feel like a resurrection I know sometimes when we lay down the promise of God we expect it to spring right back up within days or maybe even hours but as the weeks and months and then years and then over a decade drag on part of you dies it feels like will God ever fulfill his promise will God ever use me the way I thought he had created me but we do know that God is faithful he does love us and he does want to allow us to walk in the calling that he placed upon us when we were born again it's his kindness 
that a lot of times leads us to repentance. And so if you're in that season of in-between, between the time that you were given a call and the time when you see it fulfilled, search your heart, grow in your character, embrace the hard times. It says in verse 5, God was watching over the Jewish elders. They remained faithful. There was opposition, but God was watching over them. And they were receiving a lot of opposition. And so they wrote a letter to this new king, to King Darius, and they outlined for him the history of what had happened. He said, we were, we were told by Cyrus to do this, and then the work stopped, and we've been opposed. Would you please search the records and let us know if we have the green light to proceed? Is an act of faith for sure for them to have done that. In chapter 6, we see that Darius searches, or he has his people search the archives, and a letter is found of Darius, of Cyrus' decree, and so it inspires Darius to make a decree of his own. The end result is that the temple construction is resumed. But not only that, Darius says that the cost is to be paid in full to these men out of the royal revenues from the taxes of the region west of the Euphrates River. So that means that the people who initially started complaining and impeding the work of God ended up funding the kingdom. And that's the way God works. Romans 8.28, we all know the verse that says, All things work together for the good of those who love God and called and are called according to his purpose. Friends, that means it's working together towards God's plan. All things, the good, the bad, the ugly, the very people who are inhibiting you and saying that you're not qualified or standing in the way of you doing whatever it is God is calling you to do are going to be the same people who end up funding the work of the ministry. May it be. We see down in verse 14 of chapter 6, the Jewish elders continued successfully with the building under the prophesying of Haggai, the prophet, and Zechariah. And it makes you wonder, what were those prophets prophesying? We know that they were helping, based on the text here, but what were they prophesying? Unfortunately, we're in the chronological reading plan, so we'll find out in the next two days what Haggai and Zechariah were prophesying. Psalm 137 is a lament of the exiles. How can we sing Yahweh's song on foreign soil is the central question posed here. How can we sing about how God delivered us and our forefathers from the land of Egypt when we're under exile? How can we sing about God's faithfulness and provision in the promised land when we no longer live in the promised land? It's a very real question that many of us are dealing with. How can we proclaim the goodness of God and how he is a promised keeper and how he has given us everything that we need while we're in the midst of suffering? How can we sing about God's deliverance and provision when we're not being delivered and we don't have enough? In those times, it's fundamentally important that we remember not only the promises of God, but sometimes we have to look back in our history and our personal testimony and think about how God has rescued us in the past. I grant that sometimes 
We don't feel like we're living in the promised land, but we always have what we need. Scripture teaches us that we have everything we need, not only for this life, but also for godliness. And so think back to a time where God really delivered a victory for you and use the joy of that time to supplement your current situation. Think about when you were first delivered from alcohol or drugs or sexual immorality, when you were delivered from hopelessness, despair, depression, loneliness. Remember when you were single and part of you felt like you would never ever find true love again and look at what God has done. Look at where you are today. Look at how far you've come since you've said yes to him and celebrate those victories when it seems like there's nothing to celebrate in your current state. God bless you, my friends. Thank you for being here. We'll see you tomorrow.